Hello and welcome to Connected, a podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, digital man here at Mediacom. And I'm Sue Uniman, I'm Chief Strategy Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in our studio is uh, Josh Krzyzewski, our CEO, our brand new CEO. Hi, I'm Josh Krzyzewski, brand new CEO of Mediacom. I've practiced that because uh, I didn't get it right. So just to let you behind the behind the curtain, this is the second time we've recorded this because I royally messed up the recording and I didn't actually say your surname in the first recording so, I've, so you've been practicing. I've been practicing and you still didn't quite get no. it right did you I mean, <laughs> let's not go to take let's, two let's yeah, just yeah, let's put its power um, so first question so uh, congratulations January thank you January 1 you were promoted to CEO what is the very first thing that you did as CEO ah uh, what did the first thing I did um it was actually quite a quiet first week back, so I got my hair cut. Yeah. That was the first thing I did. I got my hair cut. Amazing. Uh, and then it got a bit busier after that. Um, what, so I, took, um, I got together with my management team. That was the first thing I did, first meaningful thing I did, um, was get together with my management team. And I um, sort of talked to them about what, how I wanted to run the company with them um, moving forward. So what, how I wanted to slightly change it. Um, and how the structure of the management team meetings would be and how we would, yeah, just basically how we would run things slightly differently. Um, I also talked about, um, I gave some commitments um, to them as a team, which uh, were sort of just personal commitments from me to them that, mm-hmm. I, that I would sort of, uh, that I would do. Probably the, 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 big, the main one, the first one, was that I would always give the best of myself yeah. to them. Um, uh, whatever the weather, yeah. uh, sort of understanding the fact that sometimes the best of me is better on one day than it is on another, yeah. <laughs> but um, but that I would always give give the best of myself to them. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we did that. That was the, that was that was the first thing that I did was was that okay. brilliant. Um, I know we've got um, an away day coming up in uh, later on this month, uh, uh, later on in March. But um, is there anything you can share with us now about your vision for 2016, Josh? Um, well, as you say. I'm, March the 16th, we'll t- I'll sort of talk to the agency about that, yeah. so I don't really want to say anything too much before then. Spoiler alert. Exactly. Hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I think what I, can int- what I think I can intimate is that I want us to be the best we can be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really want us to be, you know, we are the number one agency in the UK. I want that to continue. Um, and, you know, that's about always being better and getting better and better at everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that... for us to achieve that there's two kind of broad areas that I want to be focusing on the first thing is our culture so we've got brilliant people first better results culture how can we constantly be evolving that and making it better yeah and what can we as a leadership team but also everybody here within Mediacom do to always be injecting just amazingness into that people first better results culture so I think that's the first area that, uh, that uh, I'll probably talk about a little bit more more about on the 16th. The second thing is is it's not a very sexy word, mm. but it's capability. Yeah. So so you know we um, you can't jump. Culture doesn't isn't the only thing that drives success. You also have to be brilliant at what you do. Sure. And um, you have people need to be very pr- proud, and that I want people to have real pride in the work that they do, and I want people to be really proud about the fact that they work for the number one agency mm. so that means that they are the best at what they do so I think we need to help um, ensure that that's the case through training and coaching and yep. career plans and so on and so forth but also I really want every individual who works on Mediacom to 
to take personal responsibility and how they can always be improving themselves as well. So um, again, I'll talk about that a little bit more on the 16th, but I think those are the, those are the, you know, that broadly speaking, that's kind of, you know, I want to, I want us to be the best Great. and, and, and I want to do everything that, that we need to do to make sure that that happens. So taking that one step further then, what do you, how do you see Mediacom changing over the next two years? Mm. So I think that, um, I think Mediacom will be so Mediacom as as kind of the number one agency. We do drive the industry agenda a lot of the time, which is brilliant. You know, yeah. we love that, and, and and I think that the you know the industry um, uh, has been changing a lot over mm-hmm. the last few years. Is going to be changing a lot more in, in in on coming years. There's a lot of disruption in the market, which is incredibly exciting. And I think that um, we are very well placed to take great opportunity, take up great opportunities. It at this time for our clients and do brilliant work for our clients. I think that what's quite interesting and what I'm already rec- seeing a lot within within Mediacom Towers here is mm. that um, we're bringing in much more um, kind of polarised specialists into the business and our business is becoming much more kind of, you know, you've got one side, you've got very art-based, creative strategic content driven um business um and on the other side you've got incredibly kind of scientific data driven mathematically driven people and i think you know that's probably not that surprising that i say that Mm. because you know that is where the business is going but i think for mediacom what i really want to see over the next two years is i think that we need to create an environment where everybody thrives mm. doesn't matter whether you are a content creator mm. whether you're a data scientist whether you're a media planner whether you're somebody who's very expressive and vocal or actually somebody who doesn't feel very comfortable talking to people mm. yeah doesn't mean you're not someone who's got an amazing specialist skill set and i want all of those people to thrive and i think you know you know i think you know karen's done a mate did amazing work um, um around diversity in our industry and in mediacom and I think that what I, what I, I want to, you know, I want to continue that, but I want to, to extend beyond um, talking about gender and ethnicity, which are very important, into areas of actually um, just different walks of life based on, on, you know, the way that they behave or their communication dynamics or, or um, you know, their communication skills or lack of. Mm. I think that this is an agency where if we're really going to have the best of the best people, um, those people come in all different shapes and sizes and I just want them to be able to thrive here. Um, you, you mentioned uh, Karen, uh, now our chair. Um, mm. One of the things that I've noticed about you, Josh, over the years that I've been working with you is that you're not a woman. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the questions that I, I know people are asking is how are you going to continue the leadership of women that 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 uh, Karen's been at the forefront of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's very, very perceptive yeah, of you. Very good. Uh, um, <laughs> I've always been impressed with you. So yeah. <laughs> no flies that's, on you. That's strategy. For you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, look, Karen's, A, first of all, Karen's not going anywhere. Sure. So Karen is chair of the agency. Um, she's still very, very, um, you know, we're very close. Uh, we work very closely together. Yeah. Um, and we're also philosophically very close as well. So, so Karen will continue doing that yep. uh, for us as an agency and in the industry. Um, we also have you, Sue. Uh, we also uh, have indeed. Claudine. Hmm. Yep. Um, um, so three very strong, um, v- 
very um, reputable women at the top of the agency, which is which I'm very proud to have alongside me. I'm also a feminist, so you know I feel very strongly on gender equality and also on having a really good balance of um, gender at every level in the agency. Actually, so um, I think we're in quite a good place from a gender perspective um, at, at most areas of the business. Certainly, senior management. Yeah. Um, definitely um, at more junior areas in the industry, uh, in the agency. I think probably the one area where I would like to see more women is in kind of uh, management roles, sort of director and managing partner roles. Um, But we have a very sort of closely closely, um, worked on talent management program here mm. and I can see some really strong female talent coming up in the in the agency which I'm really excited about so I think we're in a pretty good place mm. I think it's something that we need to be very um, mindful of always in everything that we do yeah. and I also think that you know for me I think it's really important that that men generally are quite mindful of the way that they behave around women yeah and um, you know the, the, the I think the industry has changed quite a lot from when I first came into the industry about 20 years ago thank goodness which was a very male dominated quite a bullying culture honestly Mm. um and i think here we've got a really you know our culture is is much smarter than that and is much softer than that and 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 actually celebrates creativity and celebrates um you know equality and and so i will continue that and i feel very strongly about that um but as i say Karen's not going anywhere, and, and neither are you or Claude's. Yeah. Brilliant. So what are your personal goals over the next two years? We've heard about how Mediacom's going to change, about your personal vision, but how, what are your personal goals, apart from haircuts? <laughs> I'm holding, actually hoping to hold on to some of my hair. I think yeah. that's probably the most, most, the biggest goal for me. Um, the, um, the, uh, what's it? Listen, I want to be a, I want to be a great leader. So, you know, I'm on the beginning of a journey here. And, uh, what does I, that mean? Well, I just want to be... So, so my role as CEO is really to serve uh, you and the agency and to, to create, um, create an environment where we can be brilliant and we can do great work and people feel like they, they, they've got somewhere where uh, they believe in what they do, they feel like they've got purpose, they've got autonomy, people mm-hmm. feel empowered and inspired. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of my job to create that sort of environment for people and um you know hopefully i'll be great at it yeah but i think that you know i've got a I, I'm, I'm on a journey a learning journey like everybody else you know and um i'll make mistakes yeah. uh, and uh and i'll i'll learn from them hopefully and and i'll and i'll constantly try and improve myself and I, you know i think that's one thing that i want to feel that over through this through this adventure that i'm that i become a kind of a broader um, person, you yeah. know, and I, and I learn a lot from it, and that I serve the people of Mediacom, you know, who are loyal to Mediacom in the best possible way that I can. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great, great, great answer. Um, you talked about disruption in the industry. Is that the biggest challenge you think brands face in the near future? Not really, okay. actually. I, I I don't know. I think I think disruption in the industry creates opportunities for brands more than um, up. Listen. Disruption by, 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 by nature creates problems for the people that it's disrupting. Yeah. But I think when you talk about brands, I think, um, I think you know, the, the, the challenge for brands is now what it was 10 years ago, what it was 20 years ago. It's about really, for me, is about 
how can you be distinctive um, against uh, the competition? Um, and how can you be relevant to the people that you're selling to? You know, and I don't think that that's changed really. And that's what marketing is all about. Yeah. And we're here to help our clients with that. And and the complexity in the in the media market is is challenging for agencies from an operational perspective because. Yeah. W- w- sorry about the noise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Coming to get you, Sue. They're coming to get you. Um, <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, the um, what was I saying? Yeah, the, the, the disruption in the media marketplace it, it creates challenges for us because it means that we have to be expert in more things than we ever had to be, and we that, we demand a lot more from our people. Yeah. Um, and um, but, but maybe I, opportunities for brands. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, I absolutely think that creates opportunities for brands, and I think it's. I don't, I don't think there's ever been a more exciting time to be in our industry because. You know, there's always something new you can do, yeah. and and I just find that really, I just find that really yeah. exciting. Okay, so the the final question in the serious in the serious column. It's all, it's all serious. <laughs> no, it's all serious. So the point of this podcast is for us to be able to ask the influential people and the leaders in the company questions that they they may not get a chance to ask in the in meetings with you, and so this one's come directly from the floor. So. What, what is the advantage of being loyal to Mediacom, staying with Mediacom for a long time? There's a lot of people who've been here 10 years, 12 years, 20 years. I've never been at an agency where, I've been at many agencies, but where people have been here for so long. Mm. I can see what it gets Mediacom, but why should I stay here for 10 years rather than jump around and get promotions and pay rises? Yeah. Well, um, right, I think the first thing to say is, you know, we look after our talent here. So, you know, you work hard, you do a good job, you know, the world's your oyster. Um, and and um, you know there's amazing op- career progression opportunities here at Mediacom. I think the other thing I'd say is, you know, so I'm a, I'm a relative newbie at Mediacom. I've only been here for five years now, and um, you know people still look at me as if I'm a bit like I've just started. It's bizarre because <laughs> uh, we have so many long timers here. But um, so you know, so I can I can I can speak from somebody who has moved around and worked in different agencies. And I think what we have here is. Um, very unique in that we have, you know, we, we are as close to a full service model as you can get. Um, and so you can pretty much do within the media and marketing industry anything you want to do yeah. um, within Mediacom. So that's that for me is a, is a, is a, that's a great thing yeah. because it means, and also because we're very focused on mobility and ensuring that we always give the best opportunities to people uh, internal before we look externally it means you genuinely can do all sorts of different things um, what else well I mean I think I think that we give our people a hell of a lot of freedom um, and I don't mean freedom to just doss around I mean freedom to do what they want to do be who they want to be work in the way that they want to work um, you know we're not um, we're not autocratic here um, uh, you know we're actually very meritocratic and, you know, I'm really interested in a f- fun place of work. That's yeah. what I love. You know, I can't sit in a meeting without having at least one joke in that meeting because yeah. I'll get bored. And, and, and I think that I think that it's important. <laughs> and I think I, 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 there are some meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I hate those meetings. <laughs> um, but I think that, um, you know, I, I want people to have, a, you know, I want people to enjoy themselves. Yeah. yeah. So I think we've got that, that, that. There is a light culture as well as the fact that we are hugely competitive. We want to be the best, and everyone likes to be on a winning team. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we we like to do it with a smile on our face, 
and, yeah. and and I think that's a, that, you know that's a great thing about this place. You know, you know this is this isn't just me. I'm, I mean, I, I witnessed this myself. Yeah. This isn't some, something that I'm saying. I've introduced into MediaCom. It's just yeah. some. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that we live and breathe that that in our culture, and I love that. You know, I absolutely Brilliant. love that. Fantastic. One single piece of advice that you'd give someone just starting out in our business. Uh, okay. So advice to someone starting out would be genuinely hold your hand up for anything. So give anything a go. If someone asks you to do something and it feels terrifying, do it, you know, and that is really scary and that's hard. And, you know, I remember very, I remember when I started out how difficult it was, but you know, it's the best way to learn. Can can you give us an example of you doing that? So I held my hand up for a pitch when I was a year in um, at um, Initiative back in the late 90s. And it felt completely like the wrong thing to do. It felt terrifying, but I did it. And I got exposure to people who I hadn't worked with before. Mm. And they were really smart. And it was just incredibly inspiring to be working with different people... Actually, it was on a Saturday afternoon, which, you know, we try not to do so much here. But but actually just getting involved with, with more senior people, involved in a pitch, understanding how, you know, what I, I'll tell you, I suppose what I love about pitches, and I know I'm going off on one here, yeah, yeah, bit, but what I love about working on new business is that you get a brief which you wouldn't normally get day to day. And every, you all sit around as a team and you work out what the answer to that brief is. And it's just so, um, you know, it's challenging, but it's just, it's just fun. Yes. You know, it's just fun. And I think that, but it's also kind of, you know, I think for for quite junior people, it's quite scary because you're exposed to very senior people and it can be quite um, stressful, but it's when it's where you see the best work. And it's just, I think that, you know, that's, so I think definitely put your hand up for pitches, but also other things as well. Things that seem scary to you, give them a go. Fantastic. So what's the biggest mistake or worst decision uh, that you've made in your career <laughs> off the back uh, of that? Oh, I've been asked this before, and it's probably a bit of a boring answer, but it's definitely a learning. Um, so the biggest mistake I, I, I still remember was um, standing up in a presentation in an all-agency meeting um, for this client, this, this telco client, and I was the first person to present and I hadn't prepared properly, and um, I was prepared, and I was presenting some audience insight stuff, and I'd kind of yeah, the, the the data source was was one that I'd taken from the internet, and it was just torn apart, <laughs> absolutely torn apart. And there was also what, what's also kind of the thing that needs to be understood is that every agency wanted to undermine each other <laughs> as well because there wasn't great, enough great room meeting. around that table for all of the agencies. <laughs> right. And so we were, we were kind of all pitching in the meeting yeah. and I made the mistake of not being brilliantly prepared for it and being the first oh, up and right. I got torn apart. And, Brilliant. and the lesson that I learned was you've always got to be prepared. Yeah. You can't wing it. You know, never stand up and present in front of people unless you're prepared. And what's the best decision you've ever made? And you're not allowed to say, come into me to come. Oh! <laughs> um, <laughs> so obvious. <laughs> what's the best decision I've ever made? Um, I think, well, no, look, it kind of is. I, I, and you're saying I can't say that. I made a, Sometimes in life you have to make 
decision. Yeah. One, you know, going left or going right. Yeah. And both of them are very attractive, but could send you on a very different life course. And what I can genuinely say is, I wouldn't be CEO of MediaCom UK now if I hadn't made the decision to. So I was at a life point where I was offered um, on the same day that I had my interview with Nick Lawson yeah. here to join the Amir team to be his Amir COO. On the same day, my boss at Havas offered me the role of being president of North America. Now, obviously, that wasn't like genuinely Obama's job, but it was, <laughs> but it, but it was a good job. Close, anyway. it? it was close, yeah. And um, <laughs> for Havas Digital. And so, um, and it was, you know, and I started that month. Um, so I said, to, I came home to my wife and I said, right, a really interesting interview with uh, Mediacom today and with this guy Nick Lawson he was like he, he was amazing and Mediacom's an amazing company but also I've been offered this amazing opportunity in New York and she said I definitely don't want to move to New York we've got young kids I don't want to do it so I said well we're going to we're going to spend the month thinking about it and I'm sure I'll have to have some interviews and stuff like that but you know anyway so by the end of the month she'd found a school in Brooklyn for the kids yeah. she'd found us an apartment in 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 Brooklyn she was very excited about going to New York so I decided to join Mediacom and stay in London <laughs> and um and it was and no, genuinely it was listen it was that was the best kind of career decision that I've made yeah um so I've totally gone, gone against what you said yeah, that you I was have. allowed to do yeah, <laughs> but sometimes you've got to break rules yeah. sometimes <laughs> you have to break rules yeah, and I've rules. just broken the rules I love it okay this is this is uh what as you probably call a less serious question I think it might be one of the more serious questions we're asking yeah. standard question we're going to ask everyone if you were a genie Josh what five objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you to get you to my side immediately? Right, and are, can those can they be people or, or they can be anything you like, anything you like? Yeah, you, yeah. Or, or does it need to be an nope, object? Sure, sure. All right, so my wife and kids would be the first thing. All right, that's one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one that's, thing. That's one. Well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there'd be something wrong if I didn't say that. Um, the second thing would be um, my Arsenal season ticket. Okay. Um, Where is it in the ground? Uh, it's sort of um, above the red action area, so it's the so in the set we always shoot um, down the, the the north side uh, or what we call the north bank in the second half of the uh, uh, the, the game, which is yep. always seems to we we generally score more goals there, although we don't seem to be scoring any at the moment. <laughs> but um, I'm sort of just above the the, the, the flag on the left hand side when we score, and they always come and come and. Sh- Kind of celebrate in my yeah. corner of the ground. That's I love nice. It. It's brilliant. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's also just above Thierry Henry's box there as well. That's so, nice. Dennis Burke. That's nice. too, so. Um, so yeah, my Arsenal season ticket. Yep. Uh, for my sins yep. is is uh, is definitely uh, an important uh, object for me. Um, my Spotify account. Uh, nice. I, I I love music. Music's yep. a very important part of um, my mine and my family's life. It's definitely something that makes life at home fun we all do a lot of singing and dancing together in the kitchen We're Josh last 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 track you played yes um, I so uh, do you know what this is so lame but I'm going to say it anyway I went to a very intimate Coldplay gig last week like amazing after the Brit Awards um, I was taken um, I was very very privileged to be taken to a very small intimate Coldplay gig and uh, it was amazing and I had a really good good night and so I've been actually been listening to Coldplay and I've been listening to Parachutes the, the, the first album um, so I know that's a bit lame and I know that yeah. all of the young people out there will just think I'm sorry all the young people they're turning, <laughs> they're turning off now yeah, yeah I know, I know. So that's lame yeah. um, uh, 
that's probably the most. Yeah, that's the most recent. I've got very eclectic music taste, though. I like dance music. I like uh, rock and roll. I kind of like to know what you dance to in the kitchen with your kids as well. Um, so it's a, com- <laughs> it's a combination of things, really. They're, they're just getting into Greece. Oh, okay. Right. So, so, so there's, a, there's a bit, there's a bit of that bit of musical action going on. Um, my daughter, funnily enough, my seven-year-old daughter Ruby um, um, has a penchant for for beats. She likes dance right. music, okay. like I do. So yeah. we listen to a bit of dance yeah. music together, that's, a bit of underworld stuff yeah. like that. My son's more into. Uh, uh, he doesn't feel like a song is a song if it hasn't got. Um, Kind of orchestral music and 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 um, show tunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. quite a funny combination, really. So yeah, um, Spotify, Arsenal, Sorry, family. Yeah. Um, so uh, family um, uh, falafels. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I love falafels. I could eat literally. I could eat falafels all day. Um, Where's that come from? I like, don't know. And it's not. It hasn't always been like that. But I just really, I really, really love falafels now. Where do you get your falafel from around here? Well, there's like, there's a few. There's um, like so I I ride around on a moped. Um, that's how I get to meetings and stuff. So I I like I like on a, you know sometimes on the way back from a meeting I might there's a place on Gouge Street which is a stall, um, um where um where it's just like it's very kind of low rent, um, falafel in a wrap, three pound fifty. Very, very good. Yeah. So that's very Love good. It. There's also one called, uh, see you're asking, <laughs> yeah. there's one called Honey & Co. I know Honey Which is Co. an Israeli restaurant um, near Warren Street can as never well. Never getting it. It's yeah, 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 yeah. It's always booked up, but you can just stand outside and, and wait and then yeah. you can get in there and they do kind of quite a nutty, quite sort of orangey coloured <laughs> falafel, which is very good as well. So no, I'm, I'm quite keen on falafel. And your, your fifth object, what would your fifth object be? My fifth object would be my moped. Which I've just mentioned because it's just uh, I get I get to work in twenty minutes in the mornings. It wakes me up. What is it? It's just a Vespa. Yeah, what color. Uh, uh, it's black. Black. Yeah, okay. it's probably I think it's my sixth. So they do get Sick. stolen quite a lot. <laughs> and my last one was set on fire actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but leave, leave leave Josh's moped alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave my moped alone. But I love it. It, it get, it's uh, it's very efficient. Gets me from A to B. That means I don't have to get taxis everywhere, yeah. which saves the company money. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I love it. It's just fun. Fantastic. We are running out of time. So one of the things that we do is uh, I've got this box of cards on my desk from the School of Life around the corner from us. Um, and God. they're just, yeah. Um, so you can't prepare for this. So it's a, it's a question. So if you could pull one out of the middle. They're, they're questions on life. Um, and we get, they're, they're totally randomized. So if you could read it out and then answer it. Is it? Mm. <laughs> Read it out, Josh. If you were forced to take two years out to learn a new skill, what would it be? I would like. Two years is quite a long time. It is. Yeah. You'd master this skill. You'll become the master of falafel making. <laughs> <laughs> I'd quite. I mean, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't mind doing a martial art. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Which that has always been a, that has been a regret of mine that yeah. I never did a martial arts, yeah. actually. You can do one now. What type? Like judo? Or, cause that's non- I think probably, kickboxing. well, kickboxing I wouldn't, I wouldn't include in that. And kickboxing you just have to be, it's too, uh, no, not kickboxing. Not kickboxing, <laughs> karate, um, judo. Maybe, maybe like jujitsu. Jujitsu. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Good. That's brilliant. So this is the end of the very first podcast, Josh. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us. You're at J Critch, is that right? Or what's your Twitter handle? Josh Critch. At Josh Critch. 
underscore. Underscore, yeah. And you're at... At Sue you. And I'm now at ASD, the brand. Uh, it used to be more football related, but I got I was dug out That's here, actually, a few weeks ago. So it's now at ASD, the brand. Um, you can email us uh, at connectedpodcastuk at gmail.com. The next um, person we're speaking to is Karen. And we've also got Matt and me lined up, and but we've got everyone. We, we're speaking to all the different leaders in this building and from around the industry. So yeah. keep your eye out on the emails for that. Encourage your friends to listen to it. Thanks for listening. And we'll speak to you in a few weeks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Joe.